to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 191 for May 10th, 2018. This week we talk about AI making calls for us, funerals for robot pets, jury duty, Mormons versus Jehovah's Witnesses, grocery stores, and our Drag Race update. So stick around for The The show. Show! One, two, three, clap. Oh, do you ever just have a smoker's cough? Uh, I, I know you do. Back in my day when we had oh, to walk boy. uphill both ways to school. Everyone, I, my Aunt Tina's here. Hi, I, Aunt hello, Tina. everyone. It's me, Tina. <laughs> I actually have an aunt who sounds just like that. Does she? Did she? Uh, Except with like a Southern accent instead. I can't do a, uh, The only Southern accent that I do is the one that you put on and I appropriate <laughs> when we chat. <laughs> Otherwise, appropriating my cult, my white Southern culture, your white culture. Do you do you know people? Do people in the South? I mean, OK, I'm generalizing. Do people? First of all, I don't know people. Okay. Second of all, second what, of what's all, the question? Uh, so the question was, do you know people who who put an, an H in front of a W in the word like white? White. Uh. You, Only like, on Family Guy, that little bit they do with Brian and the football kid. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Stewie? Yeah, is that the and one? Stewie says whipped oh, cream, yeah, cool. and I'm Whip. like, get. And they've done that. There are people rip. that actually uh, say words with the no. WH that way. Yes. Yes, there are. Where? Who are they? Where are they? I feel like they're people that were probably like alive during the Great Depression. I don't know what it is about that time frame, but they don't know how to speak properly. You got that whipped cream. Ooh, girl. I'll whip your cream, honey. Ooh, girl. cream. Anyways, Speaking yes, yeah, Tina's that. here. I'm guest hosting on the podcast today. Speaking of my Aunt Tina. Mm-hmm. Is she dead? And how amazing. Um, no. Okay. But well, what if her that, family members good. just died? Oh, I guess so. that's not good. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Anyway, uh, have you seen, okay, that new Google presentation at Google's IO conference? Is it called, first of all, is it called the IO conference? I it's be- like the I slash O. Yeah. People call it Google, Google IO. That's what people okay. refer to it as. Because I don't know if it stood for, I don't you know. Um, you know. Anyway. I don't know. Did you see the demonstration of Google Assistant calling the different places? Yes, and I came in my pants. It was amazing. We should. Okay, let's explain it for, you know, people who haven't seen it. Basically, Mm -hmm. uh, Google has made it so that you can be like, I don't. Well, I can't say, hey, blah, blah, because my Google Homes will go off. Everyone's Google Homes will go go off. Hey, Graggle. Hey, oh, I think we found the podcast hey, Graggle, name for this my, week. Hey, Graggle. My knockoff Google Home. Hey, Graggle. Hey, Graggle. Uh, can you book me a hair appointment between 2 and 7, 2 and 4 p.m.? <laughs> 2 and, and 7, that's a wide range. 2 and, two and 7. Um, and then the Google Assistant made the phone call made to the hair place, mm-hmm. acted like a real person, yeah, and booked with, the with appointment. Like, ums and like, mm, yeah. and like thinking about things like it. The Google Assistant, that's the it's the most real. Like we are at that uncanny valley right now where I was like, the Google Assistant sounds like an actual person now. Like, like an actual person. Like it's like all 95% of the, the small things. There. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the second it said, um, like right where you would expect it to say, um, I was like, oh my God. And, and it, the person on the said, other mm-hmm, end had no idea. Instead of yes, yeah. it was just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, then they had it call a restaurant to try to make reservations for five. And uh, the person who picked up, you could tell English wasn't their first language. There was sort of a language barrier going on between the Google Assistant and the person who answered. Mm-hmm. And um, Google Assistant still understood everything. And like the, the questions that were presented to it were unexpected. Yeah. The it was, person it, on the it other end was it, like, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, what time do you want your reservation? What date? It was like, oh, we don't do reservations for parties over, uh, for parties for less or something like that. Yeah, so they couldn't like make we only do it for parties of like six people or more, and you're looking for like right. five people. Right. And um, Google like handled it. Yeah, Google and was like, like totally did it. Asked how busy the restaurant was going to be usually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crew cray. Right. Also, the thing that really got me is in the in the in the hairdresser um, presentation, the Google assistant called and was like, um, 
<laughs> the Google assistant called the hairdresser and was like, hi, I have a client that would like to book an appointment. And it's like, the only thing about that is like, I want to be someone's client. Like, I want to be, oh, yeah. I, like, I want to be referred to as a client because it makes me feel like that I like live in LA and I'm a Scientologist or something. Like, it makes me feel important. I want to be, I want to be well, someone's client. It doesn't add, And the fact is, I don't have to pay Google assistant like a real assistant because it's a robot. Well, right. Like, I, in my head, I was like, I don't know what I expected it to call me because mm-hmm. when you have an assistant, the assistant would call you their client. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? I was like, and oh, so wow. I was like, whoa, I have two clients already in my hut. Two, I have two assistants. Have two assistants. I'm a client to two assistants. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was, it was mind opening, mind boggling. And, and in- they said, oh, go on, go on. Oh, all, all I was going to say is, is um, what's interesting is they said that like the, the more like realistic, um, like Google Assistant voices are coming in the next few weeks to like regular Google Home devices. So like I'm going to have her around like that girl that was inside of that Google Assistant. She's going to be here and my Google Google Assistant is going to sound more human and it's going to be so weird and I'm so ready for it. I use the male voice and Justin uses the female voice. I think Mm, I've told you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he's not allowed to have because it kind of sounds like a twink and I don't want some You're the only twink. Coming into my house and talking to my man. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it responds to him in the female voice and to me in the male voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they yeah, they said that like the stuff, like the calling, the hair appointment and stuff is not, you know, ready to roll out yet. But what they might do in the next couple weeks is and me and Justin have is- had issues with this. Like we'll be like, oh, we need to go to Petco, but it's fucking a holiday. Right. And we don't know the hours like the hours on Google Maps just say holiday hours. And um it said, you know, you, it would have one one Google Assistant call the place and then it'd be able to update the hours online. Right. Like, like for, that's so fucking smart. Yeah. Like that it is just sounds so amazing. smart. Just like have have a Google Assistant call and then it'll, you know, instead of like a thousand people calling the restaurant to see if they're open Memorial Day weekend or what the hours are for Memorial Day weekend, you have a Google Assistant call and then it updates the Google Maps page. And then everyone just looks at the Google Map page and it says that, it you know, it was updated recently and these are the hours for, you know, Memorial Day since it wasn't inputted manually like three years ago. It's it's so fucking clever. And I am the so future ready is for now. It. Yeah, it's like it's right now. I did not realize that Mm-mm. this Mm-mm. shit was like here. Like, I mean, I the, the Google Assistant, like the the voices that we have now are like super or they're 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 great. Like they're they're cool, whatever. But they aren't. You know, it's not like talking to a human. And we're getting to that point now with AI where it's starting to like actually feel like a conversation that you're having with a human being only it's not it's a assistant it's a google assistant or an, an alexa or whatever but right now like the only things that we've heard that have gotten to this point are with google assistant so i'm very excited for this shit i am so ready like, for google assistant to it's going to be two google assistants on the show with sam and joe in three years talking to oh each my other God. And, and joe and i aren't going to do a goddamn thing that's what i the wonder show's if they'll do to. If they'll do like celebrity voices, so like mm. you can have like SpongeBob call to make your hair appointment. I would hang up immediately if I worked at that salon. I'd block well, here's that the thing. number. Here's the thing. I think that some businesses are going to start being like, well, first of all, I, the, the two people that it that it called in the presentation didn't know they were talking to a robot. Yes. Um, but I think there will be people out there who'd be like, I don't want, I, like, I want people to call me. I don't want robots to call me. But honestly, if you run a business and you don't have online scheduling, you deserve for a stupid ass robot to call you. Exactly. Like, Amen. you don't want my business because I'm not, I don't call businesses. I've been Mm-mm. meaning to call Petco for literally a month now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was there yesterday. I didn't remember what I needed to ask them about their grooming. So I'll never know. I'll yeah, never know and never I'll never know. call them. Yep. It's over. And so. I usually make Justin make the phone calls mm-hmm. and like, you know, he works. So we just nothing gets done. Nothing That's gets social done anxiety, here. honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing. girl. Mm, girl, picking up the phone. No, I would. Yeah, see, this is like the perfect strategy for people with like phone anxiety or social anxiety. It's mm-hmm. like you, and you have a Google assistant that like sounds like at enough like a real person and can answer complicated questions and you have them call it. And then the person on the other end, like really doesn't know. Like, it's fine. It's nothing like. It's not hindering the salesperson's experience and it's not hindering your experience. And it's just like, great. Now I don't have to pick up the phone and call someone. Someone mentioned online, though, about like someone could, in theory, like round up a bunch of Google assistants and like turn it into like a botnet 
and have it like spam call a bunch of people or something. But I uh, another person, yeah. um, another person pointed out that it's probably like with the phone call feature, it's probably calling from your phone. It's probably using your phone number to make the yeah. call. Oh, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. But I mean, that already happens. Like yeah, I get exactly. this exact same caller, this exact same spam call at least once a week They're They call themselves Cindy. It's oh, hey, literally Cindy. a robot. And it calls Hello, from this is Cindy. just it masks using numbers from like my hometown, which is what my phone number is. Mm. And it's just so and like they just use someone else's phone number every time yeah. and just fucking call. It's so annoying. So it's like robots are already making spam calls. Why not make them just a little bit more intelligent? Because Cindy pauses just a little too long. Mm. And I think and it makes me think Cindy's like touched in the head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Either I'm Cindy like, got in a car accident or Cindy's a robot. Cindy's a Cindy's a mess. She needs to get her life together. Come on, for Cindy, stop calling me, Cindy. I didn't want you in the first place. I don't want you to begin with. We had the Jehovah's Witnesses come to our door today. We didn't answer the door, but they left a pamphlet, and I threw it immediately in the recycling. And that's my life. That's my update for today. That was I was I was waiting for a twist where that tied in because now I want an AI to open the door for oh, me. My God, I want say, I want the Jehovah's Witnesses to talk to my Google Assistant, and I want my Google Assistant to mouth them off and make them leave. I want my Google Assistant to like I don't know be like like take someone by the throat and be like who is where is your God now? You so, know what I mean? Question. What happens yeah. when the Jehovah's Witnesses, because like, OK, I know two religious groups that have have tried to contact me. I feel like they're it's the usual in America. You have the Jehovah's Witnesses that come to your door and try to. T- what do they do They're How are they weird? They don't like blood transfusions or something They don't like modern medicine. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. They come to your door and they harass you. The other group, the other religious group that comes to your door and harasses you are the Mormons. And they're always on bikes. In my area. And they're always in like those like they're in a, a white dress shirt with a black tie. What happens when like a Mormon goes to a Jehovah's Witnesses house or a Jehovah's Witness goes to a Mormon's house? Is it like a is it like dividing by zero or like do they do they like both try to convince each other? I feel like it's I feel a standoff. Like- yeah, it's a standoff. I feel like it's the exact situation. You know that video that we talked about like a long time ago with like the two Google assistants talking to each other in like an infinite loop? Mm-hmm. That's what I think happens when a Jehovah's Witness is trying to convert yeah, it's a, it's a Mormon. Yeah, it's a stalemate. Yeah, it's a stalemate. There's no, you can't get out of it. It's like the two kings are the only ones left on the board, you yeah. know? It's like, well, like, what do they just continue talking to each other until one of them dies? Like, how does it end? Probably. I don't know. These whoever's Lord intervenes first, you know, right? Exactly. It's probably going to take a while. Y'all this. These are the the mysteries of the universe that I wish Stephen Hawking was still around to answer. But rest in peace. And you know what? I think he had I think his time was better spent on other issues. But you know what? I just realized what I think they're power washing the windows outside. (laughs) Oh wow! Your windows. So you're gonna be getting. Uh, no, I don't know. It's I think maybe sound moving like Joe's this way. In a tropical rainforest. Oh my god! So, oh Lord, have mercy on myself. We, listen, we don't know what's going on because okay, there's still the construction out the other window. Mm-hmm. You know, they're building that like four story tower. Four stories to the gods. seven years ago. Uh oh my god, that's topical too because we live in DC. Oh you know? wow! Lincoln? See, look at me. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, you know, mm. did you know? Oh, I saw Trixie Mattel in the Lincoln Theater. Oh, wow. Last what a, week. What a transition from power washing what to President segue. Lincoln to Trixie Mattel. Did you know? Did you know Lincoln didn't get shot in the Lincoln Theater? Which theater? Did He got shot in a theater, though, didn't he? I think Ford Theater. Well, because Lincoln uh, Theater wasn't like around because it had to be named for him after he died. See, that's why I never trust a Ford. I only drive a Chevy. Never. I don't trust a theater. Mm, uh, yeah, I don't. I only I go don't to black boxes. Mm-hmm. I only go to the, the little Nickelodeons. That's what they're called. And you have to you look inside the little the box and yeah, Nickelodeon. It, it's, yeah, it's a moving picture. They're called Nickelodeons. Did you know that? Uh, honey, this we call moving pictures. We call moving pictures movies. Honey, you know how ridiculous of a name movies is because they're is moving. Nickelodeon a real word. Define. Yeah. Nickelodeon. What? Yeah, girl. I'm looking it up. A jukebox originally operated a movie theater with an admission fee of a nickel. Oh, Nickelodeon. Mm, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. It all makes sense. Anyway, it's all coming together, uh, they're, y'all. they're power washing outside one room. And so you're getting, oh my God, y'all are, oh, oh, don't think of it as a hindrance, honey. Think of it as a, wait, what do you say? Don't ASMR? think of it as a, well, yeah, well, I'm getting to that. But you, oh. you say like, don't think of it as something that holds you back. Think of it as a, a bonus. Bonus. Yeah. 
Okay. Not, uh, listen, I, I'm not here to I'm not here to cook up phrases. Mm-mm. You're getting power wash construction ASMR this week, so mm-hmm. you're, you're you're welcome. It's a bonus okay. from last week that was just construction. Well, I'm glad. That, <laughs> yeah. Know, if it was, if we if Joe and I were recording yesterday, you would have heard a lawnmower go the entire time. So honestly, like it's summer, people are outside doing things for some goddamn reason. I don't know why. I don't know. Go. I don't go outside unless I'm going to the goddamn grocery store or I'm like you know being taken to jail. Those are the two instances that I'm ever leaving the goddamn house. If I, you know, don't need to, but I haven't been outside in days, weeks. I don't even know what the outside is. And yet I live in a bubble. I still put on my sunscreen every morning, sweetheart. Well, the thing is, is you don't want to get sunburned from your from your monitors. And Piggy's future is just so bright. It blinds me. Mm, Wow. Never say that again. (laughs) Um, Speaking of speaking of robots and dead dogs. Piggy's not dead, by the way. Piggy, I love you. Mm, Mommy not, loves you. Not dead yet, sweaty. Uh, speaking of robots and dogs, mm-hmm. hey, did you see this article about... Oh, oh, my God. Well, first of all, do you remember the Sony Ibo robot dogs? Oh, my sister and I got one for Christmas in 1999. What? Mm-hmm. They were... Okay, so yeah, they've been around for 20 years now. They were the worst and, um, goddamn devices ever. They were stupid. Never, they did not what? work. You're a spoiled little fucking brat because I wanted one and I never got one. And you had one and it was unloved. Mm-hmm. Okay. That robot dog was unloved, sweaty. That Let me tell you. Robot. This is why the AI is coming for you first. <laughs> so buckle up. Honestly, anyway. I am ready for them to take over. So what they're doing with like, because these some people have still used these robot dogs. They have been these people's pets for 20 years. That's sad. Um, I thought my life so, was sad. Holy shit. These pets, as they are dying, like stopping working, mm-hmm. they are being given uh, Buddhist send-offs uh, in these Japanese Buddhist temples. Uh, okay, so okay, this one just we recently happened. We are talking about at, robot dogs from 1999, correct? We're talking about robot dogs. So this this ceremony happened at Japan's 450-year-old Kofujikuji Kofu Temple. Okay. Uh, it says in some, so this is the Japan Times reports, in some respects, it was like a funeral. It was a funeral like any other in Japan with incense smoke wafting as the priest chanted a sutra, praying for the peaceful transition of the souls of the departed. Mm. And then, okay, okay. So Sony stopped manufacturing the Ibo in 2006, and there's been a repair company kind of keeping them alive. Mm. So 150,000 150, were made, uh, and then they were no longer in production. And so people would send their dead dogs to the company to get repaired. But they like, okay, so these dead dogs are the, okay, okay, honey. I'm trying to wrap my head around this as I tell it, okay? Mm -hmm, okay? I'm ready. I need a Venn diagram. I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can today. Mm -hmm. That's all we can ask for. So these people are having the funerals for the robot dogs so that then this robot dog spirit can kind of be released. And then they can become organ donors for the, for other robot dogs. I hate so they say everything you just said. The CEO of AFUN, which is the company that like repairs them, say they don't take parts before they hold a funeral for the dogs because all things have a bit of a soul. And wow. like they, the Sony website explains, these are like the happiness is spending quality time with you. Being people is what being with people is what Abo loves best. It has irrepressible curiosity. That's like saying that your TI-86 calculator from eighth grade has a soul. But I think it's interesting the way that people apparently interacted with these things. Mm-hmm. In, in, people really like, liked you know. these. Holy shit. Mine is in a landfill. That's where mine is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yours could you could have it could have become an organ donor. Yeah. See, I didn't so that, I, neither. So my sister and I both got one. Um, so there were two. You had two? There were two of you them. son of a bitch. I think we played with them for about 11 minutes and then we were over it. Um, <laughs> but so the situation is that we didn't give them proper funerals. So the dead robo dogs in the landfill are going to haunt us for the rest of our lives. So robot ghosts are real. They're in Futurama. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This, so. I, I just, I don't under, of course there are funerals for dead robo dogs in Japan. That just, it just makes sense. You know, I, it I, shows them being like packaged by the owners and stuff and like sent, they send them off to the temple. I don't know if you, I guess you can attend the funeral if you want to. The picture of it shows people in like funeral, like wearing black and stuff at the, at the funeral for these robot dogs and like flowers being laid on them. 
Wow. Um, One owner said, I feel relieved to know there will be a prayer for my Ibo. Another one wrote, please help other Ibos. Tears rose in my eyes when I decided to say goodbye. I thought you were just the other person said, please help. Please help. Please help. Please help. We're in a cult. We need to be saved. Please help. This is I, just like I, I think it's sweet. Thing, I think it's sweet yet unnecessary. I think I yeah, I just I I don't want you to I don't I don't want you to get into this because then we're going to we're going to be back to you Uh-oh. buying a bunch of Furbies and you're going to have a fucking like mass grave for your Furbies. <laughs> Furby mass grave is <laughs> yeah. that where I'm that may be where I'm headed. Honey. You're going to be know. buried with your Furbies. And then no one's going to attend that funeral. Let me tell you. It's going to be a coffin made out of Furbies that are on. And so the funeral, they'll just be screeching. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about two Google assistants talking to each other for all of eternity, honey. (laughs) Honey, 40 Furbies talking Talking to each other. As it gets lowered (laughs) into the grave. (laughs) Oh, me, me now. Um, I just, I just imagine. I'm surprised that you don't have like a a fur coat made out of the skinned Furbies of like skinned dead Furbies. That sounds hot. That sounds like something like Moschino or whatever the hell that you know trendy brand is. Mm-hmm. That I don't wear because I'm not trendy anymore. Well, what what would what would Peta think of that? That you know what? That's a good. That's a really that's a fucking really good, good question. Because they jump all over Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know. They think Pokemon is like animal cruelty. Yeah, if you so, if you who, skinned thirty five Furbies and turned it into a coat, like would would Peta have a problem with that? I don't under. I can tell you, there are probably some Ibo owners who would have a problem with that. Oh, honey, mm-hmm. animal, oh, cru- honey. robo animal cruelty. I wonder if I could send like okay. These particular Furbies I have now, Brenty, I kind of have an attachment to. Me and Brenty been through some shit together. I mean, so she, I might, she's had her batteries out for like the past six years, hasn't she? Oh, they're on. They're they're in at the moment because sometimes we let Tegan play with Brenty and also Piggy play with Brenty. Oh, wow. And she, well, there was one day she came on by herself. That scared the shit out of both of us. But I don't think I could ever just throw Brenty in the trash. Really? Like, I would want Brenty to be... I would want her to be an organ donor. So I could see me, mm-hmm. you know, sending her off to one of these places. Maybe not necessarily give her a funeral, but just like send her back to a factory mm-hmm. so that they could like, or maybe like send her to like an artist and they can like craft something out of her. I don't know. Well, you know, you know how like. Or have her embalmed. We have funerals because, you know, we, you know, we're made from the earth or whatever. We were giving our bodies back to the earth. Furbies weren't made from the earth. They were made at the factory. So you just, you send Furby, your Furby back to the factory and it's like sending her off to God. You know, she's send it, sending her off to her creator. And then the factory well, throws her in the landfill. I don't see, I don't know if we have a particular reason why we have funerals. I think it, the purpose of a funeral is to say goodbye to something. Yeah, I feel like the purpose of a funeral is for the living. But to some people, those were very much alive and part of their lives. We're we're getting existential because of a 1999 fucking robot dog, okay? I can't, uh, uh, I, I can't deal with this right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm on the same page with overload. you. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to argue on the side of the. <laughs> I love you it. know the the sap. I would bury my tamagotchi. Shoot, why not? You still have your tamagotchi? I have a tamagotchi. It's Is it not like my a original newer one? one. It's one of the newer ones. Yeah, okay. and well, it's like five years old, I guess. God, I remember yeah. having like a tamagotchi in like fourth grade. I got a gigapet first. It was the stupid little purple Ooh, dog gigapet. It was like an off-brand. I mean, they were still cool, but, you know, it was no Tamagotchi. Yeah, Tamagotchi is like the creme de la animal pet in fourth grade. Yeah, it's like the, it's still around. They're still making new Tamagotchis. Who knows why? You know? I don't know why. I just, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Something, I, here's, here's a question. I'm completely changing the subject to something really what? exciting. <gasps> jury duty. Have you ever been to jury duty? No, I've been called for it once. I mm. think I got called for it in Arkansas when I lived in Philly. And so my parents just like called him and were like, he can't come. He's in another state. Going That's to happened school. to me before. That happened to me when I was living in Boston and people were, yeah. I got called when I was living in So Montana. I've never actually like had to go or anything. Why? Or did you get called? I got called a couple weeks ago. I was going to talk about it last okay, week. Did you we mention about it? Everything. No, I didn't even mention. I totally, oh. totally didn't even mention it. I got called for jury selection. So that's like you come for like the pre-trial, and then they randomly choose like the twenty-four jurors, 
and then they go through like the they ask a bunch of questions. Everyone has there's like there's like 50 people in the room. They randomly pick like 24 that come come up on the stand and actually sit in like the jury seats. And then they ask those 24 a bunch of questions about like, you know, are you a good juror? Like, you know, do you have any conflicts so it's like of American interest? Idol. Yeah, it's like American Idol. It's like a reality. It's, it's like, like an American elimination Idol, but show. absolutely the worst, like worst. It's like the most boring Judge Judy episode you've ever seen in your entire life. So I got chosen for jury selection. I had to drive two hours back. I was hanging out with my parents. Um... I had car trouble. I, I was driving Ugh. back to Missoula and uh, one of my um, belts snapped and I had to take it to the fucking auto shop. It was a whole thing. This was like two and a half weeks ago. Everything's fine now. I got called for jury selection and I had to sit in this stuffy ass fucking courtroom, you know, hearing, you know, the the lawyers ask questions within their microphones weren't on. And it's this huge auditorium and everyone's falling asleep. And I didn't get called for it, but I had to sit there while they were asking the questions. And they were like escorting you know jury members out like. Okay, you know, you're excused from the jury and then they'd call another person from the audience in. It's like it's like the worst episode of The Price is Right you've ever seen. Um, Only the price is you have to stay for a trial for four days and there's no prize at the end. Um, but I, I didn't I, I I I didn't make it to the the 24. I didn't make it to the I didn't get called for American Idol or whatever. You were I, too gay. I was yeah I was too gay. Um, but they don't the, want they don't want homos judging them. Right, mm, girl. You know how we judge, girl. Yeah, they're like uh uh-uh, uh. We don't want that inside our courtroom. Mm-hmm. And but the the I mean the the trial's already said and done with, so I can talk about it. But it was like it was like the most boring thing. It was like a hit and run case by this old man that happened in like 2009. It like happened like almost 10 years ago and like the like some girl died, but like it wasn't the old man's fault and it was like and they're divorced. I don't know. It was just like so boring. It was like I I wanted it to be exciting. I wanted to, I wanted to be on like a it was like a it was a civil case. I wanted to be on a criminal case where like I was you know sentencing someone to death or something fun. You know since sure. we still have that in Montana. I, I don't know. What do you, a power! I know. Yeah. I I want to. You know. I want to kill someone. Give me something to do with my day. Honestly, come on. Like I have nothing better to do. I want to. You know. Take control of someone's life. But no. Yeah, sure. Get off to that. And then after after that, after sitting in that stuffy ass courtroom for like three hours, I went and I got a pizza bagel, and it was the best thing about my day. So there you Totinos? go. Totinos. Um, no, it was pizza, pizza, freezer, pizza, bagel. Mm, I went to like a, a bagel <laughs> shop and they made me oh. a pizza bagel. Oh, you fancy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you're better than me? Do you think you're better than me? No, I only had 30 minutes for lunch. That's all I oh, had. So okay. I, I just had to get a pizza okay. bagel across the street. Well, Anyways. Well, okay. I, I hope that, but the thing is, is since I got called for jury duty, even though I didn't make it, I just, you know, I just, I was for jury selection and they didn't select me. I'm out of the jury pool for like the next year or something. So I won't get called, which is good. Oh, nice. So they don't, uh, like you, you can't get called again. Yeah, I can't so get soon? called again so soon. Even though I didn't make it to the actual jury, but I had to, well, you know, I, I was pleasant. required to come for the for the jury selection, and I was at like the bottom of the randomized list, so they weren't going to call me anyway, even if they went through a bunch of jurors that couldn't that had conflicts of interest or whatever. But yeah, I was I went through that you know a, a couple weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it because I was like, I wonder if Joe's gone through jury duty. I wonder if he's had any any interesting stories no. about it. Do you know if Justin has? I don't think he has. Obama did. Oh yeah, that's right. There was like a whole thing. And about he got called, him getting called in like Chicago yeah. when I lived there, and I was like, "Hey girl, hey girl, welcome back." But I back. wasn't because I didn't go. Mm. Hey girl, you judge him, hunty. God. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's my jury duty story. I just I needed you know six minutes to fill. Now we can talk about Drag Race. Okay, are you gonna sing your Drag Race song? These drag are, song. These are a few of our favorite queens. Yeah, Tina. I didn't Tina, know you watch Drag Race. Tina sings we'll have the hits. We'll talk about at Christmas. Oh, honey, we're gonna talk about your your <laughs> four uncles I blew through all oh, their God. money. Oh God. Mm. Anyway. Oh, your uncle so, Jimmy. Oh, any, oh boy. I'm, I'm, I am moving on, <laughs> onwards and upwards from this. Zoom. Mm-hmm, anyway, okay. mm-hmm. I didn't see Untucked this week. Oh. So I only saw. I imagine it was a shit show. It was That's a what shit I just imagine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had two friends? Here's what it here's. Okay, here's I've never had my... two friends at the same time. So this is already <laughs> something I've never experienced. Okay, well, have you ever had two friends standing on the edge of a cliff and you were like, can I Jump. push them both off? You know, mm-hmm. 
Wow, just one falls off. That's what that's what Two the birds, lip sync for your life down. was. Yeah, that's what the lip sync was like for me this week. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like just get rid of one of them. Right. And uh, so we all know Monique left, mm-hmm. and thank God, I am so. Oh God, she rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, she she really does. I remember talking to you about her. She, she I don't know what it is, but she pushes my buttons. Mm-hmm. It just in her just just just. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do know what it is. It's that she always thinks she's great. Right. Yeah. She, she, she was doesn't, like, she, she can't no accept that she could be anything other than perfect. And it's like, girl, well, that's too bad. Cause you know, you, that's something you should have accepted a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's too bad because you know, you were sewing outfits the night before because you were unprepared. Well, and also her, they're screaming outside the window. Sorry. Oh my God. They're having trouble. Anyway. Are they falling? Uh, are, are they are, are they squeegeeing your windows mean? and they're going to fall to their death? I don't think they can do ours because we were supposed to take the screens off and we didn't. So, well, <laughs> oopsie doozle. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so my thing with her is she is like, we've had a long history of queens who are like, oh, I don't have the money to do shit. And they always get in trouble for it because it's like, honey. You can if you have the skills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she did have some good runway outfits, but oh my God, she complained about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, girl, you, like, so many people don't have the money to do shit, but you do it. Like, you get the fabric and you learn how to make it yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? you ju- it just takes more time. The thing is, is like, she, I feel like she, Monique had the skills. She just did not give herself any time to do it. Like, she, no, she, she it was, was like just always running the clock. You know, yeah. she, she didn't, she, she didn't prepare enough before the competition, you know, to, you know, s- you know, sew things better or, you know, gather better materials or whatever. Um, because I yeah, feel like I, I agree. And, and the solution is like, obviously, like if you have more money, you can gather a team of people or you can buy things that are like pre done. Like, it's obviously a lot easier going in the preparation if you have a bunch of money to just, like, buy things instead of, like, taking the time to make things. Like, that's, I feel like that's the difference. Um, Yeah. You have to, I feel like you have to have that drive to do mm -hmm. it. And I don't feel like she did. Right. Like, she just expected to be amazing. And she already thought she was amazing. And it's like, you don't come into a competition like this. Like, I feel like everyone who's ever won Drag Race has grown somewhat. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, so a lot of people have come into the contest really good, but I feel like by the end, they're even better. Exactly. And so I it's think like, that's, that's, you gotta the, that's go the point up. of it. Yeah. So I was just, uh, and the Vixen, I'm tired of, like, I've been tired of her since week two, mm-hmm. you know? Her being on, like she says, level 10 all the time, and then I don't think her looks have, are good ever. Yeah, and no. if her okay, what did you think about her thing with Eureka on the main stage? I thought it was okay. I I feel like it's one thing to like you know have your cat fights backstage. Like I live for the drama, but I was so fucking embarrassed for them having a row in front of Rue, and it's just it was just like so embarrassing. Like so the uh, the level of unprofessionalism is too much like that I, it was it was so cringeworthy seeing them bicker at each other on the main stage in front of the judges i was just like that's completely uncalled for like you you have no like no what did you think i thought that like i mean the vixen started it mm-hmm. i felt like like i mean eureka was just asked to to send home and the vix like the vixen was weak everything about her also look was eureka weak. didn't her even choose the vixen to go home everyone else chose the vixen to go home except for eureka who did eureka pick it wasn't oh a, it, I, did she pick monique i think she picked monique oh well yeah, the vixen is she's she's i don't it just comes from nowhere yeah you know what i mean i, I feel like the vixen like, is just supremely immature she tried to paint this whole like thing of oh everyone hates eureka and it was like no actually everyone actually, hates you everyone hates you, you. think it's like that part of Mean Girls where you think everybody loves you, but everyone hates you. Mm-hmm. You're a mean girl, and then and she not expected like the to have kind. like, like, like un, like, like dig, like dignified royalty, like, like unfathomable royalty from people. Like she expected people not to pick her to go home when she's obviously a weak link, and she's like, yeah. "Well, I that that hurts me." Well, bitch, 
This is not RuPaul's best friends race. As you said, you came here to fight. So other people aren't going to have your fucking back if you're fighting all the goddamn time. And when you're an obviously an obvious weak link and Ru asked them, OK, so who do you think should go home and why? And they all said the Vixen and they all said it's because that she's a weak link and that she, you know, is not doing as good as everyone else in the competition, which is a valid critique. Like the Vixen, the, she, she can she can throw it but she cannot take it and it is so incredibly annoying yeah there was she said something someone pointed this out in the subreddit it was like something about like when her and eureka were fighting i think it was during untucked so i don't think that you saw it but it was like Mm -hmm. but feel free to i'm you can do all the spoilers you want i don't care i'm just it's the same old fight that they always have you know but um i think it was something along the lines of or maybe it was it was talking about them on the main stage i think um the vixen said something about like how you know eureka is like loud and you know takes all the energy from the room and how she should change how she shouldn't do that yet when people are talking about the vixen and how she's always on level 10 or whatever the vixen's like well that's just how i am like that's Mm -hmm. so hypocritical it's like you want the you want eureka to change because she's loud but you aren't gonna change because that's just who you are like no bitch bye like over it and from the edit itself like it did not seem at all like like all the stuff they showed of Eureka in Snatch Game was Eureka answering a question when she was asked. Yeah, you're supposed you know? you're supposed to take all the air out of the room in Snatch Game because you're in the room with all these other queens and you got to work your character. You have to be, you know, boisterous. You have to be over the top. You have to, you know, have, you know, snide persnickety remarks, you know, to answers from other queens. Like there there's a there's a line obviously of like being unprofessional and like interrupting queens all the time, but from the edit it just seemed like the Eureka was playing the game well. I didn't get a lot yeah. of, you know, what the Vixen was saying in terms of like, you know, Eureka wasn't letting anyone speak. It's like, girl, because you got to speak up at Snatch Game. Like, it's it like it's a bunch of personalities in the room at the same time. You aren't going to have your one, you know, your 15 minutes of fame each and everyone's going to be quiet. No, people are supposed to interject. Like, that's the point of Snatch Game. Like, where were you? Hello? I, I think it, I just think it's really dangerous for someone like that to have a lot of like people who look up to them or followers because I feel like it mobilizes like people like it gives people power to think that they can do that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's like oh like I I don't know I don't know it's I mean you don't want to compare it to like what the president like Trump has given power to a lot of really ignorant people Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah and I feel like whenever someone with really bad ideals is in has a lot of fans or is in power, it mobilizes their army, which is comprised of people who have the same ideals as them. And yeah. I don't like, you know, and you don't even want to say that because you're like, oh, she, those people are going to come snatch me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would be the people I would be afraid the most of aside from the vixen would be like the people who follow her. Right. I mean, that scares me to think that people think that what she's doing is an ideal is an ideal situation to put other people in. But I think the thing is, is like after that episode, after like the past few episodes, a lot of people that were really, really standing the Vixen aren't anymore. And I guess what you have to realize is like the Vixen is, I mean, she she deserves getting critiqued for like how she acted on the show. Obviously, apparently at the at the last viewing party of of this, whatever, wherever the Vixen was, she was like very quiet. She wasn't saying anything during the episode, like when, you know, when she was watching with like her bar crowd or whatever. Um, So I hope that it's a learning experience for her, that she's kind of making an ass of herself on TV. And, you know, it's kind of she's showing a very immature side of herself. And I feel like it's really obvious. You know, I feel like it's I mean, there's a reason why everyone was like, yeah, I feel like the Vixen, you know, is the one that needs to go home next. Like when they were asked by Rue, it's not just happenstance. It's not like that they're all ganging up on the Vixen. Like, you know, like Vixen thinks is happening. No, it's because the, the Vixen is the weakest link and she causes arguments in the workroom that are unneeded and it's time for her to go home. Like, that's a valid critique. Sorry, girl. I just I don't want her to like I think she's setting herself to have up to have a redemption story. But like, I don't want to see her on All Stars. I don't. She makes this season very not enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. She makes it stressful. She I mean, these aren't the kind of arguments that are fun to watch. You're like right. you said, like watching her and Eureka argue was just like embarrassing. Right. And it was like 
Yeah, I don't know. I just felt it because it was so unnecessary. It the was thing just is, like, is, like for me, it was fun to watch the first time, but it's the same argument over and over and over again. Yeah. So it's like it, it, we're, we aren't getting anywhere. It's stale now. Like, like cook up some different drama or something. Otherwise, go home. Like the only reason why I want the Vixen, I wanted the Vixen to stick around is because she stirred drama and I like watching drama. But I wanted fresh drama and not like, you know, the same hash shit over and over. Like, I'm not enjoying the Vixen for reasons why I should be enjoying a queen. I'm not enjoying her for her looks. I'm not enjoying her for her, you know, critiques of other queens. I'm not enjoying her for her performance. I'm enjoying her for how, you know, uh, for her being dramatic, which is like such a one note thing for me. So I'm like, I'm over it. Time to go. That's kind of how I'm feeling about it. I get it. It's just an exhaustion. I think I'm exhausted. Yeah, I I think the they don't have room for a vixen redemption story because the entire redemptions like arc this season is for Eureka. Like it's it went from like last season nine of her breaking her leg to like her, you know, being at the bottom. And now she won two challenges or is it three challenges Mm. now? How many challenges has she won? I don't two or three. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought she was. Her and Aquaria were just so close this week. I feel right. like it got given to Aquaria because hers was like something political. Whereas mm-hmm. like Honey Boo Boo was really funny, but she was like kind of funny like five years ago. Right. You know yeah, I mean? it was kind of stale. Like I like. Yeah. Like Eureka did a really good job. I mean, Eureka is really smart because she plays characters that are very Eureka. Um, yeah. Which like loud and whatever. And like it works, you know, like she's she's obviously playing to her strong points. The thing is, is like I never would have thought that a, that Aquaria was going to do good in Snatch Game of all things. No. And no, she never. was so fucking good as Melania Trump. I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying Aquaria right now. What is wrong with me? Like, yeah, at the, at the beginning of good, this, like one liners and stuff. And yeah. I was like, where are you getting this from, honey? Yeah. Like at the good. beginning of the season, I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with Aquaria. I don't want to root for Aquaria. I know I'm going to enjoy her looks, but I hate, hey, hate her personality. And like her personality is still very cold to me, but I am warming up to her. And it is disconcerting for me because I'm like, oh, wow. Like I can I see. I see that you totally deserved to win Snatch Game and you really chose a really strong character that like, you know, fit with the way that you present yourself and stuff like that. Like you totally played your own strong suit. And I'm just like, oh, shit, like this is happening. Well, I still don't really like her personality just Mm -hmm. for the like she seems like she'd be a lovely person or an okay person. I don't think I would want her as my friend, but it's like just because she's so vain. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's all. That would like I wouldn't want to walk past a store window with her because she would catch her own <laughs> reflection and just fucking be lost. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like yeah. I, I, I don't. There's a bad. there's a million New York gays like that. Right. And I don't. Oh my God. I don't want to be their friends. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend. I don't think she wants to be my friend either. So it's okay. Also, Monet Exchange did really good as Maya Angelou. Yeah, it's so funny great. that she chose Maya Angelou because like this season was was filmed right after All Stars three. And mm-hmm. like they had like they had no idea that Chi Chi Devane did Maya Angelou. Um, and so it was funny that that uh, that she chose Maya Angelou and she did a really good job as Maya Angelou. I was I was very I was glad that that Monet did really good because she has just been like on the cutting room floor the past few weeks. And I love Monet Exchange's personality, but it's just it, she's not very good at Drag Race. And so it's kind of just like, oh, no. And then Cracker yeah. had like two good lines in. Like, Cracker is, like, the epitome of middle of the pack. And I'm just like, oh, I just want something more, please. I feel bad because I feel like her time is coming. Right. As much as I like Miss Cracker. Exactly, I can see it. I would would love to see, like, her stand-up because I think that would be really funny. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably where she shines the most. But in this particular thing, she's just very middle of the road. Right. And so I'm like, well... That's the thing that you gotta really take into consideration with Drag Race is that just because a queen doesn't do very well on Drag Race doesn't mean they're a bad queen. And you really gotta take that home because... Drag race is an entirely different dragon than being a drag queen. Like, like a lot of people are really good at drag race and are really great queens. But there are a lot of people out there that that can't play the game, that are not very good at RuPaul's Drag Race. And then they are really amazing queens, like with queens that get you know, sent home early or it doesn't really matter when you get sent home. But like just because you don't win drag race doesn't mean that like you're not a good queen. And I think a lot of people that are exclusively Drag Race fans and don't really follow their local queen culture, they kind of need to understand that. 
a little bit before they, you know, get rough and tumble with the drama. But like like Blair, like Blair is like fucking amazing. And I like Mayhem Miller went home really early and I'd really love to see her. Like it's these sort of things that it's like, okay, you got to you got to, you know, take everything on Drag Race with a grain of salt because everything's kind of, you know, it's it's magnified to a degree. And it's also like it's a fucking like game show for Christ's sake. Like it's it's like the drag Olympics, like they like all the queens say. But, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see. I'd love to see Cracker stand up. I'd love to see Monet exchanges stand up. Like, I don't know. Who do you think is going to win this season? Like, I don't either Aquaria or Eureka. Yeah, just I think that's the way it's that's getting way it's set up. Starting to set up. Yeah, I think it'll just depend on like what the next challenges mm-hmm. uh, are and who they lean towards. Because if they're fashion, they may go to Aquaria. If they're humor, they may go to Eureka. Also, then, Cameron's still there. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hope you're doing well. I forget about you nah. every week. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, I think her, Miss Cracker, the Vixen, I think their times are coming. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Well, apparently, so this Thursday, recording this Wednesday. So tomorrow, um, the Drag Race um, challenge is all about Cher. And it's like a live singing performance. And everyone's like paying tribute to Cher. And apparently Chad Michaels is going to be there or something. So it should be good. Hopefully. But like live singing with drag queens, who knows? But we'll have to. Who knows, honey? We'll stay tuned. For Hopefully that. it's good. Hopefully, Hopefully it's, good. it's good. I'll watch it regardless. But there you go. There's our shitty well, drag race update. Ta-da. Shall we? Shall we? Let's do it. Favorite things. These are a few of them. So Joe, which British show this week is your favorite thing? Oh my God, it's not. But I do love a new British show this week. It's called Great Interior Design Challenge. Oh my God. You're turning into a gay British into your home designer it's like not a very good show if i'm being honest but <laughs> you're just watching it because it's trash i'm watching it oh my god they have okay so it's like these three amateur these four amateur designers mm. and these people out in the real world let them like redo one of their rooms and they come out looking so bad Uh-oh. and you're like who why would you agree to have this amateur designer do your fucking room and, and they only have three days to do it like three days to change the flooring, like, paint the walls. Yeah, that sounds like a make furniture. Disaster. And like three days, a thousand pounds. And mm. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, my favorite thing this week is my new punch needle. Have oh, you seen wow. the pictures? Yeah. I so I saw I saw the picture. So what what is that? What's that famous painting called that you did with your? Uh, it's called the scream. It's called the scream. Okay, you did a really the good scream. job. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Uh, I loved it was the my back. First the back of needle. it was my favorite. <laughs> well, the back is about to be like uh, covered up for framing. Mm. So uh, it's the back isn't completely done yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but punch needle is something I didn't really know about. It's been around for like I don't know since the ancient Egyptians. But I don't know. Like, I'm not you know, an expert. It kind of it's like embroidery. It's called punch needle embroidery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not like it's very quick. You use like a, a pin type object with a needle on it and you just like it punches loops on one side and like makes the embroidery on the other. So it's a very it's very delicate. You have to like kind of glue the back when you're done. Oh, wow. To like prevent like any of it pulling out. So it's not as precise as cross stitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, like but you don't have quicker. to have a set pattern. It's quicker. It's like fun. It's more like cross stitching. I feel is very organized and patterned. Whereas I feel like this is more like freehand, more sort of artistic. Like it. This is like paint. Whereas, like, I would say cross-stitching is, like, stencils. Nice. You know, this is, like, using a paintbrush. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it only took me, like, like, I bought the needle on Amazon for, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks Mm -hmm. and then some thread and hoops. And it took me, like, 15 minutes to figure out how to do it. And then I was just like, let's do the scream. Off to the races. Went into Photoshop, made a little template for it, printed it out, traced it, and I did it. And you can see it on my Instagram. Instagram.com. Yep. And uh, it's fun. It's a nice little artwork. Uh, Stay tuned for my Etsy. Oh, my God. Here we go. My Etsy. I think I'm going to do a series of quotes from the hills. Oh, that sounds good. Like, you know what you did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. Oh, I want that tattooed on my inner lip. Oh, sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've been compiled. Oh, and I want to do a Furby one. A Furby. Uh Just like his eyes, but like blood's running out of them. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. This is high art. High this is modern art. art. Uh, I cannot high wait art. to see them being sold for pennies on the dollar. 
Uh-huh. I need that second source of income, honey. <laughs> I need it. Ooh, girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good favorite yeah. Thing. So what about you? So What's your favorite thing? My favorite week? thing this week, surprisingly, doesn't have anything to do with Britain, and it doesn't have anything to do with cross-stitching or punch needles. What? It is... So, in Missoula, we got a new grocery store. I am such a white mom. My favorite thing this week is a fucking grocery store. But it's not a cop-out because it's it's literally... Mm. I love it. Because, like, I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of a foodie. Um, But it's this... We got a new grocery store. It's a chain. There, it's the second one in Montana. It's called Lucky's Market. Have you heard of Lucky's Market? I gotta Market? Google it. No, it sounds like where you would buy cigarettes or something. Though. Mm, it sounds I like... don't even think they sell cigarettes. It's Apparently, there's a bunch of them in South Florida and a bunch of them in, like, Colorado. I don't know. Um, Lucky's it, Market, well, like Montana? That I need to be searching for? I mean, you could just look for Lucky's Market. They're, they're a corporate thing. I want to see a picture of yours, honey. Um, uh, I mean, I don't think that there's a... I don't, there might be. If you look up Lucky's oh. Market, Missoula, you might be able to find it. Um, well, I'm looking at the one in Billings. Let me tell you right now, it is as busy as it gets. Mm, I mean, it's pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so it's like, imagine if you don't know what Lucky's Market is, which I I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't. It's like a cross between a Whole Foods and a Trader Joe's. Like, it's not as expensive as Whole Foods, and it's almost as quirky as a Trader Joe's. It's like a good combination in the middle. It's like organic, bougie, whatever. It's a, it's a type of market that I would go to when I'm like looking to splurge. Like, oh, like I'm going to spend like 20 more cents on those apples and they're going to be organic or something. Um, but they have like, like the one that we got, um, it just opened a couple weeks ago and there's like this huge, um, there's like a, a, a whole cheese aisle and there's like so many different cheeses that I didn't have access to that I have access to now. Like there's like giant bricks of Gruyere and giant bricks of like real Parmesan Reggiano cheese and like so fucking good. They had like fresh pasta and they had like ramen and sushi and shit. It was like blowing my goddamn mind. But the thing that really got me is that they have like this big bulk foods aisle. And I was like, I've never really I don't shop at a lot of places that have like bulk food things that you just like you get a little bag and you measure your like rice or whatever you put it on the scale and then you print out a tag or whatever but they had like six different kinds of sugar in their bulk food section that you could just like buy and like 12 different kinds of flour they had a bunch of gluten-free shit um they had jelly beans they had three different kinds of organic jelly beans for you and some gummy bears in bulk that you can buy how many you want. You can just get five pounds of fucking jelly beans and buy them. It was crazy. Um, I feel like you just got internet or something. Do I you did. Know what I mean? I literally. <laughs> literally, I am like in the 21st century. I'm in a bulk food aisle and I'm loving it. These are the things. It's the small things that you've got to appreciate when you're living in, in Montana. In Montana. Um, uh-huh. But it's it's really nice. And I went shopping there a couple of days. And they have really good meat and they have really good cheese. And my little 7% Italian heart is very happy about it. So It looks really nice on the inside. I'm scrolling through it. Look at these beautiful wood shelvings. Mm, There's a, love a good At the wood. one in Billings, they apparently had a country singer doing some songs inside at one point. I he am had sure set up with his they're guitars. a Trump supporter. <laughs> it looks, I mean, it looks really nice. It looks like something you would find in like a city. You know? Yeah, it, like it's, the, it's very bougie, but it, it's like it's expensive enough where it's that place where like you wouldn't shop there all the time. But when you're looking to splurge a little bit, then you'd go there. So sure. otherwise I, yeah, sh- I shop in, in the in the sewers with the rats. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I've seen you, you know, or I just go to the Dollar General like Joe. Some of these things have comic sans on them. So. Mm. Some of the local, pr- not like in, not that are like owned by Lucky's Market, but you know how they'll sell like regional yeah, products? Yeah, and, and they don't know how to do graphic and they, design in your state. They print and they it with like comic sans. Comic sans. <laughs> so sad. Uh, oh, well, look at here. They're coming soon in Cleveland. Oh, honey, if we have any listeners in Cleveland, Ohio, Wheat Ridge, Colorado, St. Petersburg's, St. Petersburg, Florida, Henners Creek, Florida, Winter Park, Florida. There's Lucky's a bunch is in coming Florida. Soon. It's weird. Yeah, I, I would have thought uh, Publix is really big. Publix is really big in the parts of Florida I've been in. Yeah, so. Publix. I feel like this is similar Good to Publix. Like competing. Yeah, Publix is more like Kroger. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Like this, it, this looks like a step up from Publix. Yeah. This is fancy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, You gotta go get your Yogi tea. Yeah, I do, or whatever. My Yogi Bear. My Yogi Bear tea. Yogi Bear. 
Don't give me flashbacks to camping at Jellystone Park mm. already. Okay, I had honey. a dream the other day that I like I got scalped. Like my entire scalp got ripped off. I'm just remembering this now. It has nothing to do with Yogi with, with Jellystone National what Park. The fuck? But just thinking about <laughs> what the <laughs> any <fuck>? anyways. <laughs> let's move on. Favorite thing, it's a grocery store for Christ's sake. I like food. Okay, get over it. Get over well, it. I'm excited. Because I didn't, like, we didn't really, we don't have any, there are Whole Foods in Little Rock, where my family lives now, Mm -hmm. but I never went there. I went to, like, Walmart or Kroger. So when I started going to the Harris Teeter here, my like, the cheese aisle was my favorite thing, too. Mm. Oh, God, I I just I was not an experimenter with cheese, unlike Justin is, so now I've been, like, a little cheese sampler. Ooh, a little cheese head. What's your favorite cheese right now? Uh, so there's a goat cheese that they put honey in. It's <gasps> oh, like honey and really goat good. cheese. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, oh honey. Goat cheese and honey is such a good combination. Oh. It's so good. It's mm. so good. That's my favorite as of right now. And then we got this one. It's kind of like Parmesan, but it's like 10 times stronger. I don't remember what it's called, but it you pecorino? can only like uh, maybe. I don't know. It, we did a recipe that called for it. And Ooh. so like. We have a lot in the fridge, and you take, like, the tiniest bite of it, and you're like, like that's all you that's need. salty. Yeah, yeah. But it's really good. It's really good. What's anyway. your favorite cheese? Listeners, hit us up in the comments or whatever. I don't know. Wow. What's your favorite cheese? Um, I really like a good Jarlsberg cheese. Wow. Um, a good... Jarlsberg. Jarlsberg. Um, I really like um, a good uh, Pecorino Romano. It's a very good cheese. I, I do love goat cheese. Goat cheese is, is really good. I do like um, a really a strong Gruyere once in a while on like on a on a on a sandwich. That sounds really good. Anyways, is I'm salivating. Winsleydale, Winsleydale a thing? Winsley. That sounds so British. I think Wins. Welcome to Winsleydale. So, my parents go every time they've gone to England. Hey, let me look it up. Winsleydale, Winsleydale cheese is a thing. Cheese. They always go to the factory. The Winsleydale cheese, like the factory, and do a tour of it every time they go to England. And so they had some at our supermarket with like cranberries in it. It was really oh, good. Yeah, I can I see that on the Wikipedia for Winsleydale cheese under pasteurize. It says yes or no. So who really wow. knows? So it's like a you know it's a, a it's a gamble. Good Winsleydale has a supple, crumbly, moist texture and resembles a young carefilly. C-A-E-R-P-H-I-L-O-Y. That's a type of cheese. The flavor suggests wild honey balanced with fresh acidity. And now you know. Winsleydale cheese is a thing. I didn't know, but now I know. It's good. Check it out. Check it out. Favorite thing, Winsleydale cheese. Check it out. What's it all about? Okay, let's let's move on. Let's... Okay, we're doing a question this week, so don't drop your drawers, honey. I forgot <laughs> to do it last week. If okay. y'all are patrons, they're on. It, it, we did it in the after show, so give us money yeah, to listen to last we did week's a, question. We did a really great answering a question in the after show. Pay us to listen to it, okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so we've got a question this week from Alex. It says, hi, Sam and Joe. I recently stumbled upon an article online about a guy that transformed Amazon's Alexa into a dominatrix that punishes you with electric shocks in the nether regions. Since the AI uprising is inevitable, my question is, when our AI overlords enslave us, which body part would you prefer to be zapped as punishment and why? T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, Alex. Oh, wow. Bonus question. X-O-X-O. Bonus question. What kind of derogatory term would you pick for your AI overlord to use? Oh, wow. We're getting to in some real, you know, BDSM stuff right here. Ooh, real dominatrix I love technology. Shit. This is great. This is topical, you know? I want great. a Google Home anally inserted into my rectum. And then, I, and then I, want, I want the speaker pointing out of my ass. So I just, I just, I lean over and it goes ding. Like it gives you like doo-doo. Like I'm saying, hey, Grugle or whatever. Hey, Graggle. Um, <laughs> hey, Graggle. Hey, Graggle. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying, hey, gravel, like like gravel on the ground. Um, so I hey, lean graggle. over and that activates the graggle. And then it, it, it just yells. It just it just yells at the top of its lungs like it's in pain. And that is how I pass gas. But where does it shock you? Oh, the shock. Honey, you you no, missed the brief. No, the, where the, does it the shock brief you? is it's shocking to everyone else in the room. <laughs> oh, OK. Give, I mean, give I don't everyone think it's quite shocking a shock. to anyone. 
with your uh, with your undiagnosed IBS, honey. Mm, I don't honey. think anyone's going to be shocked about any sounds. Honestly, coming from having your something ass, plugged okay? up there will probably help me with the IBS problem. So <laughs> stop it up. Mm-hmm. Just take some Imodium. Honestly, I need we. This episode is sponsored by Imodium, except it's not. I've read a lot of articles recently about like. First of all, don't know if this is safe. Don't do it. Uh, not a doctor. People, if they know they're having anal sex like the day before they take Imodium. I know people that and do And I'm that. like, well, and I'm like, I mean, Imodium like stops diarrhea. So it sort of like plugs you up. Yeah, I like, feel like that's. You want to get it all out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the uh, reason. Just douche. Just, just douche uh, like everyone else. Would it have a derogatory term that it called you? Um, You know, I feel like just having a speaker yelling at the top of its lung out of my ass is derogatory enough. I don't think it needs to say mm. anything else. Okay. What about you? What would That's yours fair. be? So mine would definitely not shock my nipples. I'm, I am anti, so you can't say anti-nipple because people will be like, you want me to cover up my nipples? And I'm like, no, I don't want you to <laughs> cover up your you. nipples. I just, I just, I just don't want anyone don't want touching to pinch, mine. I don't want anyone to pinch mine. I'm mm. anti my nipples being touched. Okay. Mm. So that would, I can, I can, I don't know how people do that. You see people with like the uh, car Hook their nipples up to a car battery. Oh, honey, yes. hook me up to a car battery, honey. I think that kills you, so don't do that. <laughs> Honestly, the way I want to go, I want to be, I want 120 volts God. straight to my nipples. Oh, God. Burn oh, them God. off. They're going to be perfectly cooked pepperonis. What would I want shocked? I think I would want, see, I'm going up and down my body right now. Not like touching myself or anything, mm. just like thinking oh. of my body. Mm-hmm. I think if either, I think either my feet or my head. Like, if I had Ooh. a little jolt to my head during the day sometimes, I think it would wake me up, you know? Mm-hmm. But that also, might, that also might cause problems, like, down the road, you uh, know? I, you know, I think you have enough problems. I feel like given any sort of electricity, your brain maybe will help hook things back together. Mm, okay. Also, so I feel a- like if you electrocute your feet, your body is so weak and feeble that it would just burst all the blood vessels in your feet, <laughs> and then they'd just turn black and <laughs> fall off. Oh, my God. It would <laughs> so- just, like... Fry me from the ground. Perfectly, up perfectly on cooked. Fire. I think a little bit feed. of brain brain electrical stimulation would be okay for me. Like mm-hmm. just like a, I can't think of anything like like that shocks a little bit enough. But you know, just a jolt. Yeah, and a, then a, enough electricity in your brain to give you a little wake up, but not enough to like turn you straight or whatever they used to do back in the sixties. Yeah, just like a coffee replacement, really is mm-hmm. what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, makes sense. As for what I would want it to call me. Something maybe like pig. Ooh, yeah. Let's get there. let's go there, honey. Yeah. Pi- oh, I'm nah, it can't be piggy. Mm. Can't be piggy. Oh, well, that's hard. That man. Yeah, probably pig or maybe like I don't know, slut. Ooh, which yeah, which is not which is you know a derogatory term for someone who sleeps with a lot of people. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, of course, but. You know, sometimes you just want to be called a slut, right? Yeah. Sometimes no? you just want. Yeah. You, sometimes you <laughs> want you want to be called a slut. There's nothing wrong with that. Listen, if you don't think that people sometimes, if you don't think that, you watch some gay porn. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Do you know how many like you know how many like there are so many like social activists, SJW, like like prim and proper queens out there, like gays that are like fighting for our rights. And like helped get equal marriage, and they in the bat in the bedroom, they want their boyfriend to call them a faggot, like, and they think it's hot. Like people have the weirdest things, the weirdest kinks in the bedroom. It's like it's totally fine. Like do whatever gets your rocks off. It's okay. Like it's like separate yeah, it's like it. the- the bed, yeah. You can, Separ- you separation. Can, you can totally compartmentalize thing. you being a raunchy ass pig in the bedroom versus what happens in the outside world. I feel like it's totally healthy. I feel like I, oh my god, like I censor myself like less than I used to. Mm-hmm. But then, do you ever think about this? So, okay. Oh, I don't. We're think. relatively uh, well. Okay. Do you ever? <laughs> uh, you ever think about me thinking about we're a relatively smaller podcast obvi obvi if we if we ever blew up or if something happened and then like some of the old stuff we've said i've had to out delete there, every episode of this oh, podcast. Oh, get it at rid of it because mm-hmm. that's when Incinerate the people it. start listening like we're I, I feel blessed that we are a smaller podcast because we get to say more exactly. whereas like the the if the more people who listen to you, the more people to like pick apart and find something wrong and then like yeah. destroy your life and like send 
send bombs to your house. We've had you multiple people contact us on Twitter that have like started from like podcast episode one and have worked up to where we are oh right my now. God. And I, I cannot imagine doing that. Like I like the amount of things that Joe and I have said, the amount of things that I've said, I'm not even going to drag Joe into this. The amount of things that oh, I've you can. said. We've been saying bad. Oh my God. Yeah. We're bad. Ugh. Listen, it's a, just we think grow, of this as a growing we learn, experience. We grow and we learn. We get antidepressants. Mm-hmm. That was pre antidepressants. You oh, know, wow. that, that was, was like, you when you were like on the on the edge. I was on the ledge. Okay, mm-hmm. honey, I was ready to jump. Oh, honey, so, and I was I was and, just beckoning, <laughs> just beckoning <laughs> you to fucking make honey, the, make the leap. When I finally jump, you're gonna find out as I'm falling that there's a rope that's been attached from my leg to your leg, and you're oh, coming honey, with me. I would me. not expect anything less from you. <laughs> let me tell you. There's always a special surprise at the end. Well, thank you, Alex, for your wonderful, lovely question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And thank you to us for remembering to do a question this week. Yes. yes. And thank you to you for listening to this. Uh, We always need more questions. You specifically. We always need more questions. Feel free to uh, email, call, whatever. Sam lets you know how to get a hold of us in the outro. Mm -hmm. And we'll be back next week with a regular episode, as well as next week we will have a bonus episode for the Patreons, too. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments, or leave us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P. Alex S. Allison B. Ben B. Carolyn A. David M. Darren C. Devin D. Feliciano D. Henrich B. Jack C. Julian S. Justin. Kevin V. Kylon C. Marianne J. Maurice W. Megan N. Michael C. Nick I. Nikki Q. Pablo F. Scott A. Vincent L. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on... The The Show. Show!